0: Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on, man? Uh another episode here we here back chilling, doing everything we need to do when we need to do it how we need to do it. So besides all that. Uh it's been an interesting week. Uh, a lot been going on, everything from UFC 229 um leading up into 230. 230, I believe is next month in Madison Square Garden. So I've seeing a lot of stuff. I know Cormier and Derek Luce is fighting. Uh, I'm not sure if they replaced uh, um, Dustin Poirier. Uh, he has a fight with uh, Nate Diaz, which is supposed to be a ridiculous fight. Just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, trash-ass Jimmy Butler. Um, apparently, this Tom Ball-ass nigga uh, think he uh, Kevin Durant. He think he Russell Westbrook. Matter of fact, Russell Westbrook doesn't even act like this. People give Westbrook on um, the bad rep on saying he like he run players away and KD is this and uh, Ola Oladipo is that. There's no evidence whatsoever of Russell Westbrook being a bad teammate. There's no players that's ever said it. Actually, most of the players say he's their favorite teammate. If you look at how he interacts with uh, Stephen Adams, he might as well be Stephen Adams like fucking American Uncle. It's like he almost I wouldn't say look up to him because he's seven foot and the other one's six foot. But they have a real, real kind of brotherly relationship. Um, and even when Oladipo, Depot, Depot was saying nothing about his play in Oklahoma City had to do with Westbrook. It had to do with his own conditioning. So there's a lot of misconceptions about Russell Westbrook. And I think it's unfair because in the history of basketball, nigga, in the history of sports, there's never been a player that even that not even saying he's plays. There's never been nobody that looks like they play harder than Russell Westbrook. He's been in the league like 10 years. It's been 10 years. Now, LeBron has the longevity, right? He he He's one of the only players that's played at such a high level for such a long time. Right. But admittedly, he admitted himself. He takes breaks. There's breaks on offense, there's break on defense. Russell Westbrook has been playing 237.2 miles per hour for ten years. He's had five or six knee surgeries. He's had more knee surgeries than Derrick Rose has. Now, we're not gonna question anybody's um um anybody's like toughness or anything like that. But we can we because there's different severities to, you know. ACL tears and whatever. There's different severities to that. So I, I I ain't a fucking doctor, so I can't get into that. Um, But we can talk about this durability. We can't talk about our hardy players. There's nobody that plays harder than that. So saying all that, who the fuck is Jimmy Butler? Who is Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler has never been past the second round. If you look at, I can bet you Jimmy Butler probably hasn't even won. Ten playoff games. He's been in the league like eight years. He ain't got ten playoff wins. The Timberwolves was an eight seed. The Bulls was an eight seed. He's maybe a top ten player. Who the fuck is Jimmy Butler? Somebody run that down to me. Somebody explain to me. Who is Jimmy Butler to call our coaches, GMs, the best player on the team, which is Carl Anthony Towns. And it's all because Coach Thibodeau knows he needs Jimmy Butler on the team for, them to, for him to keep his job. Which is ridiculous. And the reason Jimmy Butler wants to leave is because he knows if he resigns, Tim's going to get fired the next year. And that's the reason why he's there. So we in a conundrum. We're in a cocoon of dumb shit. Come on, kiddie. You, you run around me too much. I apologize. My dog, Bosolino in here, tan it up. Uh, and he interrupted my speech here. Who is Jimmy Butler? Um, I saw a cat compare Jordan to Jimmy Butler as far as Jordan abusing, you know, mentally abusing players, physically putting his hands on Steve Kerr. Um, he, he got in a fight with Horace Grant. He got in a couple scraps with, with Bill Cartwright, getting people faces, you know. And it's just ridiculous, you know. You're not supposed to do nothing like that. But it's Michael fucking Jordan. At the end of the day. Steve Curry wasn't on that team for the first three rings. So that means about time Steve Kerr got there, Michael Jordan was already the greatest player of all time. Now I'm a younger in those days was a kid I was a baby in those days I was a whole baby But I remember Michael Jordan was already the greatest player of all time Nigga after the first ring All he needed was a ring to solidify Everybody already knew The ring was going to make him the greatest That was the first ring Then you put three And then he retires for two And comes back with three more Please punch me in the fucking face, MJ. Please. Cheese eyes? Smoke Gouda? Please punch the shit out of me. Give me them six rings. Thank you very much. I'm sure he pushed uh Scottie Pipper to the brink. Scottie Pipper needed to be pushed to the brink. He sat out a uh Easter Conference Finals games cause he had a headache. Of course he needed to be pushed to the brink. But there's a difference between Jimmy Butler. Lead me to the brink. And Michael Jordan lead me to the brink. Who the fuck is Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler is not a top 100 player of all time. Who is he to tell a player, calling Andy Towns, who's better? Who's a better prospect? Who's better right now than he is? Maybe not defensively. But the offensive numbers Cat puts up are absolutely fucking ridiculous. And Cat is like twelve. So, let's be very respectful in how we do things and how we discuss all this shit. Basketball season is approaching. I got a couple things we need to discuss. First, let me sit my ass down. Ah, So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get on the PC. Very nice PC I put together. I have built up uh, that I was going to use for gaming. But, it seems like porn is just taking over. Uh, so, I got a, a million gig giga, gigaberts. Of RAM, uh just to ram my hands against my crocodile uh instead of playing video games when I got this for so let's bring up uh NBA standings. It's gonna be an NBA show, y'all. We're gonna throw a little UFC at the end just to make it cool, just make it nice and sweet. Um but I'm really excited for basketball. Football is not my thing anymore. It's just, I just I just I really thought about getting back into it. Um watching a couple games. I'll be honest. It's 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 a combination of a couple things. It's in between the coonery, Malcolm Jenkins. Let me tell you this about Malcolm Jenkins, right? So Malcolm Jenkins got a little resurgence in uh, New England, not in New England, Philadelphia, for the for the, the games that he played. Where he was okay as a New Orleans Saint. Malcolm Bellamy is easily a top three worst safety of all time. Saints fan know this. F- first of all, all the worst DBs of all times have played for the Saints. If they wasn't trash before, when they got to the Saints, they was trash. Jay Bellamy is trash. He was, he was terrible. I remember the early 2000s, Jay Bellamy was on the grill. He was getting his body smoked up 16 hours. Pineapple rub marinade. Same with Malcolm Jenkins getting smoked. Matter of fact, there was a bowl back there getting smoked. What's the cat that came from New England? Uh, and he came. He went to Seattle and he won the ring in New England. And then he went to. Uh, and then he went to. Uh, God damn it! He went to the Saints. Browning, Browning, the hold master, the Texas Cloverleaf man himself. More hold than anybody can ever get in the history of the thing. I'm sorry if y'all heard a little look, kitty cat going crazy. Please don't go outside. Please don't have me put you on the porch. So historically, this dude is trash. But we're talking about the coonery. That's a foot. It's a combination of that. It's a big percentage of that. It's about 70% of that. 30, 30%. I'll be honest, man. My heart in thousand pieces, man. I can't, I can't watch Carolina lose no more, man. I can't watch us be as talented, as talented as we are every year, uh, in the the Super Bowl years and the playoff years. It's hurting my heart, man. You know, I'm a real stubborn dude. Anybody else would have switched teams a long time ago. I should switch teams, Jesus Christ, but I can't. But if you switch teams, where are you supposed to go? My team is like mid. I, it's been I've been down too long to, to even flip. I've been mean, down since nineteen ninety four. Kerry Collins, Bianca, Patuka, Mushin Mohammed, Steve Smith. I remember all these people, man. How many Super Bowls I gotta watch us lose? Jesus Christ, she's got real depressed. I mean, let me, me stay, let me calm down, get silent. All right, sorry. Back to B ball. So basketball is gonna be very interesting. Uh, let's go to the Eastern Conference. So, obviously, in the Eastern Conference, the runner, the 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 leaders, uh, is the Celtics and the 76ers. They are by far the best two teams in this Eastern Conference. Uh, after that, it takes a little bit of a drop. I will give it to the Raptors. Before I give it to Pacers, just based off Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard, went healthy, and he's healthy every single year except for this year, right here Well, last year. Uh, he's a top three player. Period. There is. Anthony Davis, there's LeBron James, and there's Kawhi Leonard, and there's uh, Kevin Durant, and there's Steph Curry. Those are your top five players. Whatever orders you want to mix them in, that's fine. But those are your top five players when healthy. There's no one that affects the games like these people do. So there's no way that I can pick the Pacers over the Raptors as far as them, you know, in a series or anything else like that. After that, we get a big drop off. The Wizards... Lord bless their small hearts. The Wizards decided to get rid of Gortat to fix team chemistry because Gortat and John Wall gets into each with each other, which is fine. Thing is, the whole entire team hates John Wall. And you bring in the worst locker room guy maybe in NBA history. Nothing to do with his physical talents. He's probably the the best physical specimen we've ever seen at, at the center position in the NBA, and that's not to disclude Shaq. Shaq was a uh, Jack. Yeah, Dwight Howard looks like a fucking statue, but Dwight Howard is a shithead. So let me give you a quick history of Dwight Howard since I'm telling short stories, nigga. Since I'm giving slight novels today. When he played in Orlando, he is the prototype for the type of center that the NBA wants today. You either getting two things: you either get a center that's going to stretch the floor, but they don't need a center for that. They get a uh, they get a stretch four, two stretch fours, and they, they stretch the floor like that. Or you get a rim runner. You get a DeAndre uh, DeAndre Jordan, um, uh, fuck Javale McGee, anybody like that. Run, don't block rebound. Dwight Howard is the prototype for that. In that era, all of the NBA commentators, Shaq, Barkley, they wanted him to be from the era that's before him. But the game wasn't that anymore. They wanted him to get pokes moves and all that, but his way was already effective. So, midway through the next era, which is the Houston Rockets, Dwight Howard... Now let's give him. Some, I'll give him some thing. When he played for the Lakers, he played hurt. He played with real bad back spasms. Um, typically, look, he had the same. He had the same type of issues Steve Kerr has now. Steve Kerr was shitting and spitting blood from back surgery. He's a coach, so just imagine for a dude that is obligated to play eighty-two games, and if you're having these back problems, we've all seen. That for whatever reason, back problems cannot be solved. Surgery seems to make it worse. And rehab is just excruciating through. You can get through better. But it's it's very painful to get through. So I give him that pass for the Lakers thing. And I'll even give him that pass for the maybe for physicality doing the Houston thing. But also doing the Houston thing. Dwight Howard. He wanted to post up. What? So he wanted to play like everybody wanted him to play in the previous era when he's the prototype for this new era. So Capella, so let's think of this. Think of how good Capella played for the Rockets last year. Right? What the fuck you think Dwight Howard would have done? With all experience that he has, as a young player, he's been in the league three, four years. All experience the White House has, the defensive rebound that the White has, the, the, the defense the White House has, one of the greatest defenders at the center position uh, at any position of all time. Rim running, like I said, he is rim running. Short story over, but that's what the Wizards decide to do. So we discount them when we think about you know when we think about football we think about the, the the divisions you know the NFC east AFC east yada yada the uh, divisions in, in basketball i mean nobody really gives a shit they they really don't count they do nothing for anybody um but if you have to think of a top 5 as far as the eastern conference um i would say the celtics the 76ers the raptors the pacers and at the fifth spot You got to go Milwaukee. Either Milwaukee or Miami. And I. E, that's tough. Because Milwaukee has a new coach. I'll give Milwaukee. As far as top five. Right in the Eastern Conference. Now you have the Western Conference. um. So the West is tough. As fucking usual. And it's not tough just because. You have a bunch of tough teams. At the top. It's tough because the teams that are in the middle are teams that will be top five in the Eastern Conference. So let's say, for instance, um, let's say the top five teams. That way we get them out the way. The Warriors. The Rockets. The Jazz. The Thunder. And let's just go with the Pelicans because I'm just biased. I'm just biased. Fuck yeah. And the Lakers need to prove something to me. So, we go with the Pelicans. Pelicans already proved it. And if you're a Portland Trailblazers fan and you don't believe that the Pelicans already proved it, go back and look at the playoff series when you got swept up. Like sideburns. So, those are the top five. But you still have the Lakers. You still have the Spurs. The Nuggets can play with anybody. You still have the Trailblazers. There's another four tough teams. The Clippers have a very, very good young core. They're going to be real fun to play. Not against. Play with. So, those are four teams that can possibly be top five in the Eastern Conference. I mean, the Celtics and 76ers and Raptors based off purely Kawhi Leonard. Or those three teams are better than those four teams. But they would easily be better than pretty much every other team. You know, the paces will be debatable when it comes to this. um, But especially with the Nuggets. But, I mean... They could beat anybody. right? I, I think they would beat anybody. They could beat most of these people. So everything is real deep. Everything is real ridiculous. Everything is just so fucking crazy. And uh, we in uh, preseason coming. Well, preseason kind of already started. And uh, we're just going to move into the regular season. I'm thinking if I have to give a, a finals prediction. Without being biased. Which I never am, of course. Boston Celtics, New Orleans Pelicans. That's that's my unbiased opinion as far as who's going to the the NBA Finals. Um, you know, I just try to look at the talent that's on the floor. I look at the I look at everything else, the intangibles, the city they have to play in, and uh, without a doubt, uh, there's really not a way that I can see anybody besides the New Orleans Pelicans. This is me being totally unbiased again. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Um, going like to the NBA finals against the Baltic Celtics. You know that's just I'm just using statistics here to figure this stuff out. That's just how I do to figure it out. My whole debate, um, when it comes to uh, to sports in general, and uh, I'll get back into football. Actually, I'll get into football now. So if I was to watch, it's Thursday. This should be a Thursday night game. Actually, let me look it up. The Giants and the Eagles play Of course the Giants and the Eagles play And of course the Giants just might win Because they are dumbasses Eli Mann is one of the worst quarterbacks of all time If I was to watch this game tonight I'm going to need your support first of all Second of all It'll be my first time watching a, 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 a full game of football If I can make it through a full game Since we lost the Super Bowl to the Denver Broncos 2015 Whew, Let me breathe here I'm sorry I will make it three years Not to the date But just the year Since I watched the game of football So that's what I need y'all to help me with I need y'all to help me figure this out Should I start watching football again I'm not going to lie. My Sundays. I got, you know, you got stuff to do. You can find stuff to do. I I kind of want to just waste my whole Sunday on footballs. So I'll be honest. Man. I kind of just want to waste my whole fucking Sunday. I, it just feel like, it. you know, I want to get up at nine o'clock, watch pregame shows and go to sleep at like 11 o'clock because that's what football is. Every, every Sunday, uh, eating, drinking. And sitting in front of TV, close to fourteen hours, uh, twelve to fourteen hours per Sunday. Is that a lot? Yes. Do I care? Uh, I don't. I don't think. I I don't think I do anymore. (sighs) Hopefully, this um, this itch that I need to scratch my Sunday itch can get replaced by the UFC. If y'all didn't know. Uh, ESPN is picking up well you see they put a lot more traction in the UFC um after the or before the Khabib and um excuse me the Khabib and um Conor McGregor fight uh you ESPN had a lot of traction on it I think if you are any if you a person that would like to get into the UFC um the mainstream commentators that have been chosen to represent the sport are the best Represent they're the best representation of explaining MMA and MMA politics that you possibly possibly can think of So when you think of like the the basketball heads the people that's on major networks talking basketball Those are people like they're they're people like Stephen A. Smith Jesus Uh, Colin Cowherd Um, People like uh, Nick Wright Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless, I'm sorry, I almost tripped over, controller, and my head, I almost died, just now. There's some of the worst possible people with the worst possible opinions that you'll ever see in the history of a sport. Well, in UFC, we don't have that on ESPN, so it's going to be a lot more casual for UFC to be on ESPN Since HBO dropped boxing, I am pretty sure HBO is going to pick up the UFC for some good cards. Maybe not pay-per-view cards, but Floyd Mayweather didn't fight on pay-per-view every rep. Floyd Mayweather fought on HBO. I mean, he did fight on HBO for a time. He fought on uh, Showtime for a time. So all these fights, you know, are not always going to be pay-per-view, which I think is fantastic. Which I think you're going to get some really big cards. That's pretty much going to be on air quotes free TV. Uh, HBO not free. But it's it gets better than sixty dollars for a pay per view. Um, so there's two people that are represent MMA on ESPN. It's Ariel Hawani, who's a Canadian cat. He is one of the most. He is, he's beyond what the UFC is. He's be his his experience is beyond, um, UFC experience. I I explain that. So the type of reporting that he does. It's very mainstream reporting The reporting that he does on UFC It's like It's like the NFL report Oh you know This is leaking This fight is Not this Yeah this fight is gonna happen this day Oh this camp is not doing this Oh there's an injury here Oh a guy got injured His reporting is Mainstream reporting NFL NBA reporting But it's with UFC cats So the, the flaw with that is And maybe now Uh these fighters in the organization will get to adjust to that Because they'll become mainstream now Is that a lot of details that he gives Or a lot of opinions that he have Are just The, the fighters just don't like it And they don't like it because they're a little bit more sensitive The fighters of course They're very sensitive about their sport Very sensitive about what they do Um, But they, they're going to have to get used to the attention so, his reporting, his news is excellent. If you don't know Ariel Hawani, just type in Ariel. is his, Ariel, just like the damn mermaid. Hell whiny, hell um, Type it into YouTube. Look him up. Nobody can explain MMA like him. Nobody has anything about MMA like him. The other guy is Chel Sonnen. Uh, Chel Sonnen is a, not a former fight, he's fighting on Saturday. Uh, the Bellator fight on Saturday, which is going to be ridiculous. He's fighting Fedor Melianko. If you don't know who Fedor Emelianco is, don't spell Emelianco in the YouTube. You're going to sprain your fucking thumbs. This type, Fedor. Fedor is seen as the greatest heavyweight of all time. He fought in Pride, the big Japanese shows. Maybe you you've probably seen him, Flippy, you know, YouTube here and there. Um, just tremendous, uh, uh, ridiculous fights. Uh, some of the best fights I've ever seen. So, Chael Sonnen, who has fought in three different divisions, 185, 205, and now a heavyweight, he's fighting Fedor. You don't know Chael Sonnen. If y'all remember a couple years back, he fought Anderson Silva twice uh, in the first Anderson Silva fight, Anderson Silva, to a lot of people seen as the greatest fighter of all time. So, when he fought Anderson Silva the first time, he beat the shit out of Anderson Silva for four rounds in the... Fifth round, he beat him. The rounds of five minutes, he beat his ass for four minutes and 40 seconds. So he beat his ass for four rounds and then another four minutes and 40 seconds, and he got caught in a submission and he lost. And now, and this is Anderson Silva, seems the greatest of all time. Matrix shit. You know Anderson Silva. If you know anything about fighting, it don't have to be boxed. You know anything about fighting, you know Anderson Silva. Joe Sonnen beat the shit out of Anderson Silva. He took him on the ground he put elbows and fists in his face for f- 5 rounds also he started the 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 trend of shit talking in UFC and MMA there's nobody n- not even Conor McGregor there's nobody that comes close to the level of shit talking Charles Tun- Sonnen brings it's not it's not even let me tell you this how cool. Chel Sonnen is on the Ali level. And let me just say, I mean, this is all due respect to Muhammad Ali. But Chell Sonnen is on the Ali level. If I have to choose a number two for best shit talk of all time, number two is easily, easily Chell Sonnen. Easily. It's the reason why Conor McGregor exists as far as the shit talking is concerned. Um. So hopefully if you're into um MMA and maybe you're just into the UFC, there's Bellator also. Uh Bellator has a lot of stuff. They have kickboxing. I'm not sure why uh excuse me. Sorry. I'm not sure why kickboxing is a big sport uh here in America, because it's just knockouts. I'm guessing people are not used to like head kicks, leg kicks. Um but I've seen some some real Bruce Lee shit. Um, happening in kickboxing, but Bellator is this Friday, Saturday. Um, there should be some amazing fights on there. Like I said, the UFC is going to be on ESPN, uh, so it'll it'll give the casual fans a a good time to catch up um, and just get in touch with the characters, get in tune with the characters. UFC to me is way better than boxing. It's not even close. Uh, why I prefer to see over boxing Because boxing of course has a lot of politics Everybody has their own promoters Somebody promote this And people run from each other Case in point uh, Anthony Joshua uh, and, and I'm not saying he's scared of anybody Of course he's a heavyweight champion in the world So how boxing works um, If you didn't know Sorry to kind of Make you feel stupid, stupid motherfucker. But how boxing works is there's typically uh every three every three pounds, there's another uh there's another weight division, there's another set of belts, right? So in heavyweight, just like in any other weight division, there are any other set pounds of weight division, there are three belts. Um, because this is why it's corrupt. There's three governing bodies for each belt. So they can't just have one belt like UFC has one heavyweight belt. Boxing has three. There's IBF, there's a WBC, and the WBO. There's three. So whenever you hear somebody being called the undisputed heavyweight champion, like Mike Tyson was the undisputed heavyweight champion, that's because he won all three belts. People used to think he won it from bums. He won it from Michael Spinks. Michael Spinks beat Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes beat Muhammad Ali. Larry Holmes is no fucking bum. Now. That was a controversial decision, but it was a decision that was close enough to where he won the fucking fight. So he won the fucking fight. That's who Mike Tyson won all three of the belts from. So when you see boxes with all these different thousands and thousands of belts on, like Floyd Mayweather used to have like 10 belts on his hand. That's because in every three pounds, there's three different belts to get. So when Floyd Mayweather has 10 belts that means he may afford of, and this is not real weight class. I'm just saying he could have fought at 144 and beat the three different champions at 144. Then go to 147 and beat the three different champions at 147. Then go down to 141 and beat the three champions. You know that's how these boxes have all these different belts. Um. So in heavyweight, Anthony Joshua has the IBF and the WBO. Heavyweight Championship. And Deontay Wilder, who should be shown a lot more respect, he has a WBC Championship belt. So, Deontay Wilder is the first American. So, boxing heavyweight has been dead in America for a long time because it was dominated by two brothers called the Klitschko brothers. The Klitschko brothers, they're out of, like, Russia, Ukraine, uh, that area. Um, They won the belts. Uh, who did Klitschko win the damn belt off? I believe Klitschko won the belt off of the younger Klitschko won the belt off of Shannon Briggs, right? So you remember Shannon Briggs, let's go champ, let's go champ. Um, Those belts, they won off of him in like the early 2000s. So the two brothers, of course, they're not going to fight each other. They had those belts on lock from like six, seven, no, it's like nine years. They They were the champions for those two belts. But. They were only fighting in like Germany And they're fighting in their region But in Germany and fighting in the UK You put in arenas Where you got 60, 70,000, 100,000 people A boxing A heavyweight boxing fight is not packing 70,000 people in the states So in the 90s there was a shift In the 80s Well in the early 90s is where heavyweight boxing in America started to go down And that's when the smaller weight classes In the 90s that's when we got Floyd Mayweather that's when we were starting to get Roy Jones Jr that's when we get uh Bernard Hopkins and Felix Trinidad and just all these amazing Winky amazing, Wright all these amazing champions um here in the states we, we started watching smaller fighters but all the heavyweight titles was over there all the heavyweight titles in fucking Europe somewhere so Dante Wilder he's the first American heavyweight champion in like fucking 18 years but nobody watches Heavyweight Boxing here. So nobody knew or gave a shit. Right? And if you hear something in the background. Uh, this cat is going absolute motherfucking crazy right now. And I'm really about to put him in a Cobra Clutch. I'm about to wear his whiskers. Sorry. So. Cutting my story down. Anthony Joshua has two of the belts. Deontay Wilder has one of the belts. Who Deontay Wilder is fighting is Tyson Fury. So before Anthony Joshua won those two belts, he won them off of uh, one of the Klitschko brothers. Before the Klitschko brothers was defeated, he was defeated. Before they were defeated by Anthony Joshua, he was defeated by Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is the last lineal undisputed champion. He held all three belts. He is undefeated. He beat Vladimir Klitschko and won all three belts. So I said two Klitschko brothers had it. One Klitschko brother, his name is Vitaly. He retired because of injuries. His belt went to somebody. The other Klitschko brother beat that person and got all three belts. He's the one who held him for so long. Right? I think he held him for like um, maybe six years. So Tyson Fury beat Vladimir Klitschko. He won those three belts. He's the last. Undisputed heavyweight champion, and I'm explaining all this to you so you can get the geography on what type of fight with Dante Wilder um, and Tyson Fury is. And if I'm mistaken in anything, if I made a mistake, uh, I know y'all gonna let me know. But make sure to let me know in comments, whatever, however you go. Tyson Fury beat Vladimir Klitschko for those three belts. He's undefeated. He, he retired. He vacated the belts. He had a lot of mental issues. He talks about it. he had a lot of mental health issues. He was dealing with depression, anxiety, um, drug issues. Um, so he vacated the belts. They were going to take the belts from him, but he vacated the belts anyway. So the three belts just went up into the air again, and then Vladimir Klitschko got two of the belts back, and then um, I forget who won the the. Um, Stiverne. So, if y'all remember the Deontay Wilder fight, and that was the second fight with Staverne, where he knocked him out crazy. in the first round. Whereas Staverne, he won the belt from Staverne the first time. Staverne had the belt. He's a Haitian cat. So, Anthony Joshua fights Klitschko. He knocks Klitschko's out. He gets those two belts. Deontay Wilder. Fights DeVern, beats Saverne the first time, 12 rounds. Saverne is the only person to go 12 rounds with Deontay Wilder. If you look at Deontay Wilder's record, I believe he's 40-0 with 39 knockouts. Just so happened, a second fight, he knocks Verne ass out. So he got, his, he got his hit back for making him go 12 rounds like that. So that's the severity of this fight. Tyson Fury is back. He's lost and. Sixty pounds or some shit like this. Both of these dudes are gigantic dudes. I believe Tyson Fury is six nine, and Deontay Wild is maybe like six eight and a half. Like they're they're extremely cr- uh, close height wise. Um, and what you have here is you have heavyweight champions, the three main ones, that are trying to bring these belts back together. So I think that's very special. Uh, I've been in tune. If you go on YouTube, they've been having a lot of press conferences. It's been kind of overshadowed with all the stuff that's going on with the UFC, but they've had some very, very good interesting um back and forth with their press conferences. Um, but that's the, that's the, that's how important it is for, for heavyweight boxing right now. You have dudes that are trying to put together the heavyweight, the undisputed heavyweight championship. So since, The year of 2000, there have been three undisputed. Lennox Lewis, then Vladimir Klitschko, and then Tyson Fury. So in 20 years, there have been three people that have held all three belts together. So Tyson Fury is still seen as the lineal champion. He's still seen as the undisputed undisputed champion because he never lost his belts. Two dudes are about to fight. Who both have no losses. You got Joshua with two of the belts. He's waiting on a winner. So very soon. Maybe by the end. Maybe by next summer. Uh, somebody is going to reunite all those belts. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Because at this point boxing is dead in the fucking water. Um, there's some really good boxers. Uh, uh Lomachenko, Vasily Lomachenko, maybe the he may not maybe he is the Matrix. The fucking numbers one, two, three, seven, zero. The numbers that slide across. He's that. He's not Neo. He's the numbers. Just like Neo was the numbers. He's that nigga. But he's got to fight free fights because nobody knows who the fuck he is. He, he he fights at too small of a weight class. The more appeal, the most appealing thing about. Um, fighters is that we always think of these fighters as dudes that can whip our ass. Like, oh man, you whip Brock Lesnar's? Let me answer that. No, Brock Lesnar is 6'5", 300 pounds, whereas Michael um, Demetrius not Michael Demetrius Johnson is five three, hundred and thirty pounds. His regular walk-around weight, he's about 135. So, when it comes to champions, 6'5", 300 pounds, or 5'3", 135 pounds. It's just a difference. So, we're always more excited about the the heavyweights uh, because they are, you know, we see them as the real fighters. You know, and even with Connor and Khabib, Kana is 5'9", 160 pounds. He walks around at like 170 pounds. He's 5'9". That's a pretty small dude. He'll whip your ass, maybe. That's a small dude. 5'9", 170? Khabib is 5'10". He probably walks around 180, 180, 175 now. He used to be. He used to get way bigger. He used to be 200 and cut all the way down to 155. It's ridiculous. So, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury's fights is December 1st. Um, I would recommend y'all go to YouTube and, and look up the fights. I don't know why I'm in such a mood to talk about fights. Uh, but, I mean, we we'll have been getting such back and forth for us to press conferences, for us to actual fights in the UFC. Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury's uh, press conferences were uh, hilarious. Um, and I think y'all should get into it, man. Uh, in every other country, you know, our, our, our sport here is football. Brazil's national sport It's MMA Jiu Jitsu Like there's a national sport Dagestan where Khabib comes from Their national sport is wrestling Now MMA UFC Will never get to the popularity That football is But fuck Damn sure it's entertaining I'm sure y'all like that card uh, Cause a bunch of casual people That I saw I've been speaking to At work or here and there or whatever You know, they kind of saw, they kind of heard about the fights from just watching ESPN. And, uh, it's just a ton of people that's going to watch the UFC now. So, I would definitely recommend y'all watching. I think I'm way too long with it. I've been talking for a very long time. It looks like damn that 42 minutes. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, I will be back more often. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, um... I'm working in too many different ways. I'm doing YouTube stuff. I'm doing Twitch stuff. I'm doing this stuff. And it's pulling me a whole bunch of ways. So what I want to do is focus on this. Get it done. We'll get it popping. And we'll see how it go. Thank you all for listening. I'll holler